Today we're talking about what are we qualified for. And that's going to make more sense here as soon as we dive into the uh, topic. But before we do, I'm going to say hello to the people. Joni, as I said, said hi. Hannah says, fantabulous. George says, hi. Hello, husband. And then Serena says, hi, watching from my office in Albemarle, North Carolina. Johnny says, it's a rainy Thursday, working outside. Ashley says, listening while I work from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know, Tuscaloosa is such a cool name. Like, I don't even know what it's like in there. It could be a really weird city. I don't know. I've never been. But anytime someone's like, I'm from Tuscaloosa, I'm like, that's the one of the coolest city names ever. <laughs> it's kind of like Kissimmee, Florida. It's like, oh, what fun city names. Abby's walking in. She's here now. <laughs> so as we hop in, we said at the outset, what are you qualified for? And so right at the beginning, turn, if you would, to Ephesians 1. Very familiar scriptures, especially if you are have ever listened to Brother Hagen. This is yeah. actually something that the Lord told Brother Hagen to pray specifically for daily. And so it caused a revelation to come alive in his life. And so it's something that I know pastors pray over, it's something that I've started praying for really consistently. And so we're going to read it. It says in verse 15, we're going to back up. For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith in, in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. So he's talking to the church in Ephesus. So he's talking about believers. So he's not talking about everybody. He's talking specifically to believers about believers right now. And what he talks to the Lord about. And he says, do, 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 do. I, yeah, well, oh, got you. I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, mm -hmm. may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. And Pastor just quoted these recently when we talked about the knowledge back last week, but yeah. we're going somewhere a little bit different. We're going to go a little further. It says in verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So what he's yeah. saying here is he's praying for these believers that their eyes would be open, that they would see, that they would know what is the hope that they have and what is the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Paul is literally praying over the church in Ephesus that they would get a revelation of what Jesus has made available for them to inherit. Yeah. That's literally what he's saying is there's an inheritance laid up. I'm praying that you would get wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of him and that you would get an understanding of the inheritance that's been laid up for you. So often with salvation, you know, a lot of Christians, they just, they hear it as the ticket punch to heaven. And it's okay, I got my ticket, I'm ready to go. But there's so much more that's wrapped up in the salvation package that through Christ we are qualified to have. 
It's not a we'll get it someday. No, an inheritance comes when the person who bequeaths it to you is removed. Jesus is back in heaven and because he's there here on the earth, we have an inheritance package that belongs to us right now. Mm -hmm. Put in the comments, I'm qualified for the blessings of Christ. Yeah. I'm qualified for the blessings of Christ. Well, we can clearly see that, I mean, this is not me making things up. This is, this is the word. This is Ephesians 1. So if there's an inheritance, why aren't more people walking in it? Yeah. Like if there are Christians out there that are not blessed, are not living the way that Jesus lived, Why? It's because they don't have what Paul was praying for before. The spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge, their eyes and their heart aren't enlightened. They don't know that they're qualified for the blessing. So they're staying under a curse or living less than what we need to. But the Lord Jesus died that we would live in the fullness of what he paid for us to have. And we're qualified to have it now. And we'll talk about how we're qualified, but that's what we're talking about today. You're qualified. Yeah. You have an inheritance that you can draw on now. Yeah. Well, it's not just like we get saved, and I think so often Christians think, okay, I'm saved, yeah. and that means my eternity is saved. Right. But, you know, life stays pretty much the same until then. Right. Um, you know, I'm just, life is pretty much the same. I'm happier Now that I know that, you know, my eternity is good. Right. But most Christians just stop there. They'll, well, I mean, some of them go to church, and that's great. Um, Kind of a, well, now that I'm a Christian, I'm going to check the box every Sunday going to church uh, because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. But don't see past that. Yeah. Don't really study what all, salvation isn't just like, okay, my eternity saved. Yeah. Glad that happened. It's so much more. It's knowing Jesus. Yeah. Knowing Jesus and all that we have been given in him. And it's, people don't know, people just haven't known. It's, what is it? Oh, there's a verse I'm thinking of. Um, I'll remember it later. But anyways, people haven't known what's been available to them. So they haven't drawn on it. Yeah. On it. And if they have been clued in on this is available for you, right. it's been too outside of their comfort zone. Sure. Well, I'm fine now where I'm at. If I need to do anything to get that, you know, change what I'm comfortable with, you know, yeah. I'm fine until just waiting, living the way I am now until eternity. Yeah. Well, and here, so salvation, it's so much more than than just going to heaven. Like, that would be enough, but that's not all he did. You know, Jesus died that we may live, that we may have life and have it abundantly, not in the sweet by and by, not when we all get to heaven. No, our job, Jesus told us, pray this way. And if we're to pray this way, we're to believe this way on earth as it is in heaven. So what's in heaven? Glory. majesty, honor, beauty, health, joy, peace, 
all of like just a life of blessings, protection. There's not going to be anything that goes wrong in heaven. Like there aren't wars waged in heaven, like where there's an invading spiritual force that wants to take up. No, that happened once. His name was Lucifer and he got his booty handed to him. Like he got kicked out. It's not like this is happening every day where there's a rebellion in heaven. No, there's peace in heaven. And so if that's how heaven is and Jesus says, on earth as it is in heaven, pray for this, then that means we can have what he tells us we can have. Yeah. But ultimately, we've got to allow him to show us who we are and what he's already made available to us. Otherwise, it's what the word says. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Without vision, my people Mm -hmm. perish. People have perished. Believers have perished. The Ephesians would have perished because they didn't have a revelation of all that Christ had made available to them. You see that in Revelation when, you know, when the Lord is talking through or is talking to John, when Jesus is talking to John and he goes to the church in Ephesus, he's like, I know your deeds. I know know what you've done. And they're doing great things, but they toiled. They didn't have a revelation of easy and light. They didn't have a revelation of in Jesus, I can do all things and it can be easy for me. It doesn't have to be hard. So how, if it was important enough for Paul to stop what he was doing, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to write this book of the word directed toward a church to say, church, I'm praying for you to know all that Jesus has made available for you. How important is it for us right now to get that same revelation? Yeah. Well, I was listening. um, I just remember this and I don't, um, I don't know why I didn't bring it, bring it up earlier, but I was Oddly enough, Holy Spirit led me to listen to a specific podcast yesterday that I don't normally listen to. And on it, they were talking about the specific things that Christians have. Yep. <laughs> I, I, like, completely, we didn't even know we were going to be talking about this today. But I was listening to it, and one, there's a whole list, but one of the things that we have been given is righteousness. Yeah. And that makes basically everything available yeah um, it's a scepter of the kingdom yeah yeah and so often i like as a baby christian and stuff i would be reading the word i'm like oh this is wonderful stuff i want to see this stuff happening i love like seeing this stuff happen blind eyes opening the dead the dead coming back to life yeah. all this amazing stuff People's lives being totally just transformed. Yeah. But I never thought any of that was available to me. Sure. Like for God to use me to do this kind of stuff because I didn't, I felt like, you know, I just wasn't going to have enough faith or I wasn't going to be worthy of it or too small or, you know, whatever, whatever. And when Holy Spirit started showing me just the revelation of, righteousness mm-hmm. that he's given me he has made us just as righteous as jesus yeah. and the religion the religion of christianity and religion it's it says like you hear that is like oh no like yeah. no, no 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 that's not right but it is it's the yeah. word and on this podcast i was listening to they were saying 
there isn't like a class B right uh, righteousness. That's you know, good. Jesus is class A righteousness, and we're we're righteous, but we're class B. We're like right. economy, and he's first class. That's not it's not how it is. We have been made just as righteous. There is no there is no lower righteousness. It's you're either righteous or you're unrighteous. Yeah. That's it. And he has made us just as righteous as Jesus. Yeah. Everything that you see done in here and more yeah. is available because he has washed all sins away. Yeah. He's washed it all, even traces. Yeah. Well, and that's what the blood does. You know, if you've never read it, I would highly encourage you. If you're an impact student, you will read it. But I would highly encourage you to buy the book, The Blood Covenant by E.W. Kenyon and read it. Because in there, what he's talking about, it, which comes right from the word, it's not just yeah. Brother Kenyon, but he's talking about what is the blood made available like with the blood of Jesus, you know, the Lord set up a covenant between himself yeah. and us, knowing that as humans with a flesh, we would never be able to uphold the perfection of the law. Like that's what the law taught us. You read yeah. through the Old Testament, the law highlighted our need of a save of a savior because we couldn't do everything on our own. When we've tried, and we, oh my gosh, we can prove that right now for every moment. We've tried to do stuff by ourselves now. It's like, yeah, I've got it, Lord. And it's like, no, you super don't. You don't at all. The law shows us that we couldn't uphold our end of the bargain. Yeah. But what the Lord did when he established a covenant with us is he cut the covenant with himself. Yeah. Like he made that covenant with himself. So when he tells us that we're bought with a price, that we are kept and protected, that we have an inheritance, he's telling us that yeah. not because we need to qualify ourselves, but through the blood of Jesus, he's made us righteous yeah. and given us that right standing to then be qualified for the blessings. It's not yeah. our works that get us there. It's the work of the cross. The work of Jesus yeah. qualified us for the blessings to be active in our life. You know, and, and that's really, you know, righteousness is massive. Like that's one of the biggest things that the Lord's talked to Pastor Brian about, Brother Tracy about, is that the people of God need to have a revelation of righteousness. Yeah. But what's happened is we live in a world where Satan is, you know, he is roaming around. He's, he's here in the world. And so he wants us to remember who we used to be. It's like I was talking to Pastor Nicole yesterday and I had an opportunity that was really frustrating. And I was talking to her about it. I was like, I don't know how I got that affected by what happened. Like, I don't know how it impacted me. And it really frustrated me because yeah. I like... I've got a lot, the Lord's helped me fix things through his yeah. power, but yet this situation happened and I was like, I don't know why this impacted me this way. Why do you, why do you believe it did? And she's like, because in this area, you need to continue growing in your revelation of the old man is dead, dead and gone. What used to be is gone and what's here now 
is eternal. Like yeah. Jesus is eternal. What, who we use, and she was right. I was like, I didn't even see that that was even still open in this area of my life. Yeah. I thought I'd hand, like I thought I'd nipped it. Praise God. He showed me that I can grow. But yeah. here's the thing. When we believe that we are still paying a price for who we used to be, we'll never walk into the full inheritance. Cause we're like, I, I'm not worth that. I'm not, I, I'm not qualified for that. Cause mm-hmm. I've just stunk all day long. I, I, I'm not worthy of being blessed. Yeah. Like I'm not good enough to get that. I've got it. This is Jesus. We're talking about his blood bought this. I'm not worthy to receive. No, yeah. you are. He determined that you were. And if we're more sin conscious than we are righteousness focused, then we're never going to walk in the fullness of who we are. And that's really what's happened is the enemies eroded away who we truly are by getting us to look on who we were. Yeah. Who we were is dead and gone. It's 2 Corinthians 5. The old old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. You've been made yeah. a minister, an able and adequate minister, is what mm-hmm. the book of Corinthians tells us. Saul was an able and adequate minister despite murdering a whole bunch of people. Saul who turned into Paul... You know, Saul who persecuted the church, Saul is the one saying, I want you to see what you have available to you in Christ. If ever there was somebody who should not have been qualified logically to receive blessing from heaven, it was Saul. Yet the Lord changed him. He's a new creation. Old things are dead. And Paul was qualified through the blood of Jesus. Well, one revelation that hit me, I don't know if it was through the broadcast this week or through impact, I don't know, one of the two. Um, y'all need to do both. It's just great. It's great. Um, but very Hannah Settler of you. It's great. It's great. <laughs> um, obviously, I've spent some time with her. <laughs> it was really cute. <laughs> um, but one thing is, so often we try to determine our own worth. Yeah. And a lot of people will spend their whole lives struggling with that. Yep. A lot of, like, personality... Um, you know, like things that we do have been because we haven't felt worthy. Yeah. So we'll, we might be a little snippier with people because we feel like we need to protect our self-worth and they might be thinking less of us or, I mean, you name it. Sure. Just a lot of people have struggled with that, myself included. And what I think, even though we've heard it a hundred times maybe, But what I think we've failed to get a true revelation on is, so the buyer determines the worth. Yeah, we talked about this impact. I think so, yeah. Um, The buyer determines the worth. And God, even if it was just you, not the whole world, not everyone else, even if it was just you, he bought you with Jesus. Yeah. He said you are worth Jesus. Yeah. He's not he's not saying, "Well, I'm just throwing this in. They're not worth it, but it's it's what I've got. I've only got a $100 bill or something right. like uh, I need change back." No, he said you are worth Jesus. That's what you're worth to him. Yeah. And if we keep trying to deny that or keep trying to say keep trying to determine our own worth, yeah. We're taking that away. Yeah. We're taking that worth that he gave us away because we're like, no, no, that's not right. You don't actually know what I'm worth. I'm actually only worth this much. Right. 
instead of letting him who bought us determine our worth. Yeah. And he says we're worth Jesus. Yeah. Once we get a revelation of that, it changes everything. It does. It does. And, you know, right hand in hand with that, along with yeah. impact, one of the things that Pastor Brian's taught before, if the shot can come back to me, if that's possible, well, not just me, but me and Abby, so it's not just a hand talking. <laughs> but one of the things that we talked about is that the worth, our worth is added by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like of our own ability, of our own strength, without him, we're nothing. Like we have no benefit to ourselves without him. Without Jesus, I don't, like I've seen me without Jesus. I'm the worst without Jesus. Like Paul says he is like, oh, like sin and whatever. No, no, I'm pretty sure it was me. Like I, I'm horrible without Jesus. But with him, he's added value to my life. He's added himself to me in that way. So I need to constantly, in order to make sure that I'm receiving him, I have to stay in position with him. Like in order to receive blessings. And that's really what's also happened here, especially in America, in the American church, is we've wanted the benefit of God without placing ourselves under the authority of God. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, prosperity gospel, name and claim it. Well, I'm named some stuff. Why aren't I claiming some stuff? Are are you in a, are you under authority? Has has he told you to name this thing? Are are we operating under him as his possession that he purchased? Like think of something like if you go and buy this phone, the phone works for you. You don't work for the phone. Like yeah. I'm not trying to earn anything from the phone. I bought it. It's yeah. mine. This is yeah. well, this is Abby's phone. But, you know, in this story, this is my phone. So yeah. it works for me. Yeah. Now we don't work for God. We're his children. He's made us right. children. But our heart to serve him should be so much that instead of thinking, well, God, do this for me now, we our heart should be, Lord, I want to serve you. Yeah. But if we're if our heart is the other way and it's well God just needs to bless me today because because he needs to bless that's not humility that's taking ourselves off the altar and it's yeah. our our worth our value not our worth but our value starts to deteriorate cuz he's not adding to it he's the one that adds value to us he's the one that's yeah. already said you're worth me now let me show you how to get every bit of my life to you. Like he yeah. wants us blessed. That when we realize that God has given everything and has made every opening so that life is easy and it's good and it's blessed and it's full, he's not holding anything from, back from those who walk uprightly. Like literally every good thing he's made it available now like it's ours now it's not in 10 years when we're like oh i got a revelation of healing now now i can be healed no we can be healed now before we understand how it works we are healed now and there's so much in him that we think i have to earn the status to be able to receive it no bump that thought like it's ours now but we've got to stay in him he knows how to get it to us and he wants to teach us how to be good receivers because our flesh sure has not been. <laughs> like, well, on that on that note, actually, speaking of Hannah Sittler, 
She and I hey, were. Sailor. Hey. She and I were talking the other day, and she was talking about how before she had even had a revelation, heard a lot of teaching about sowing and reaping. Yeah. She knew she had. She knew that it was right. And she just started doing it, even though she didn't understand it. She just started doing it, and she was seeing the benefits. Yeah. And she's like, it's amazing because we've always thought we have to understand how something works before we can actually use it. Right. And I told her, I said, honestly, if if that were true, we wouldn't be able to have salvation. Yeah. Because I've been saved for basically my whole life, and I know that I do not know everything about salvation yeah. and how it works. I may n- never know until I get to heaven. Um, and even then, it may take Jesus a while to explain it to me, honestly. Because um, if that were true, salvation, we wouldn't be able to use salvation because right. we're not going to be able to understand absolutely everything without a complete miracle. Yeah. And it's the same for every promise in His Word. We, as soon as we see that it's available to us, you don't, it's not a waiting period of, well, let me, let me do a full six-week uh, Bible study of it, and then maybe it will be available to me. Yeah, no. No, no. it's not how he rolls. Like, and, and here's how you can know that in the Word. You know, John three sixteen, the verse no one knows. Um, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. I clearly memorized that when I was a child in the KJV, and that's what's there. But <laughs> so it's like, okay, so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever wouldn't perish would live but have life, yeah. would have life. Well, what is life? Yeah. You know, if Jesus came that we could have life, what is that? Mm-hmm. And in John 17, 3, Jesus tells us. It's like one of those, yeah. what is it? And Jesus is like, I'm so glad you asked us right here. It's <laughs> just a few chapters it. over. <laughs> this is eternal life. Like, it's not even like a cryptic thing. It's like, no. okay, this is it. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So he's saying this is eternal Mm -hmm. life, that we, you, me, believers, may, really anybody, this is open Mm -hmm. to anybody, for everyone, that we may know God and Jesus. That's eternal life, is that we can know them. Well, if we know them, then here's the thing, in the very name of our Father, of the Lord, he has so many different names. Yeah. In his name is, I'm your provider. Like, Jehovah Jireh, I am your provider. Jehovah Rapha, I am, right, Jireh, yeah, Jireh is the provider. Jehovah Rapha, I'm the one who heals you. In his name is, I am the Lord your God, your righteousness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the Lord your God who sees you. He says that to Ishmael and Hagar. They're in the desert. Like, he says yeah. that to to the sin like they were like they weren't even like the blessed ones <laughs> they're the, they're the what shouldn't have happened and yet god says to hagar i see you i'm the god who sees you in his name is every bit of who he is he's a banner yeah. that waves over us he's the lord god our peace like yeah. and in his name it, just in his name alone is the revelation of who we are. Like, yeah. that's life, is that we get to know him. He's the God who, in Psalms, it says that we, we're the apple of his eye. He looks at us, and he, his gaze is fixed on us. Mm-hmm. 
When we get to know him and Jesus, who is Jesus? He's the one who heals the lame, who, yeah. who makes the blind men see, who casts out demons, who told his people, greater works you will do. He's the God who loved us so much that he didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he freely gave it up that he may come that we could have life and life in abundance, life everlasting. This is who we get to know. And when we know them, we start to learn who we are. Because God, part of who God is, is being our protector. Like that's yeah. his identity. He's the God who protects you. He's the God who sees you. Yeah. You're part of him. He's part of you. That's abiding with him and letting him abide with us. We're qualified to abide with God. Yeah. That's what we're qualified for. To abide with God, to know God, to carry the very presence of God now. That's what we're qualified for. Mm -hmm. And in his presence, what more do you need? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing nothing's lacking in his presence nothing's missing you know in the fullness of salvation it's not just the ticket punch to heaven it is the character and nature of god yeah. you know in salvation is provision everything we need provided for it's in salvation we have yeah. access to the provider because of salvation salvation yeah. it it ripped the veil from top to bottom like, it, it, or either way, I don't remember if it's top to bottom or bottom to top. It ripped the sucker in half. Like, the thing that separated people from being able to go into the presence of God, the thing that kept them from being able to do it, Jesus tore that bad boy in half. Yeah. There's no separation between us and him. We are then, that's why he tells us, I say, come boldly before the throne of grace. We're qualified to come boldly into his presence. Yeah. That's what we're qualified to do. We're designed to be there. People who have heard me praying or have ever heard me minister, I say that often. We are designed to be in the presence of God. Like, I'll thank him for it. Lord, thank you for designing me to be in your presence. Because that's where I belong. Yeah. I belong with him. I'm I belong with God. He loves me that much that he said, Abby, you belong with me. Come now. Yeah. And he made you worthy. Like as dirty and mucked up as we were, the blood of Jesus, salvation, it cleanses us. Like for, you were saying earlier, from even the stain of sin. And an example pastor uses a lot is a mechanic who works with its hands and like works with grease and oil. Yeah. They can go and they can wash their hands. They can, they can wash all of it off. But often there's a stain that the oil has yeah. left on their hands because they've been in it so much. Well, what's happened in our thinking is we'll think, okay, well, Jesus wiped the action away from me, but there's still a stain on me from all yeah. that I messed up. The blood yeah. of Jesus literally cleanses us to the point that there's not even a stain anymore. Like, it's difficult to get red things out of white carpet, but the Lord literally said, that we are made white as snow. Like we are pure. Jesus has made us holy. He's made us righteous. You're holy now. You're made right now. Regardless yeah. of whether or, you, whether or not you feel it, that's who you are now. It's yeah. not who you are tomorrow or who you are in 20 years. It can be, but it's not put off from you. His good things are for you now. You're qualified for the Lord. You're qualified. He's chosen you. 
Well, what comes up to me is so often I've heard that, <laughs> and then my flesh has had a rebuttal. <laughs> it's been like, but, but, <laughs> well, are you sure? Like, I want that definitely to work for every person, but I still feel, yeah, not. I still feel the remnants of not being perfect, or you know, I don't. I don't feel. Like, I'm completely as righteous as Jesus or anything. Do you anything. know what the two key words in that sentence are? I feel. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem. Because we're not supposed to be led by our feelings. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is, we have to get past ourselves. Yeah. If we good. keep saying, well, but not me. Not me. It just... You don't know what I've done or what I don't feel. I still don't feel quite that right. What we're saying is Jesus's blood wasn't enough. Yeah. He, his life wasn't enough for us to, to be equal with us. Yeah. We were, it's saying that our level of sin or messing up was so much more powerful than his level of being the perfect sacrifice. Yeah. And that we, we, I haven't, that wasn't my thought. Yeah. Uh, obviously, when I was doing that, I felt, I felt like low, like, I'm not worthy of you, Lord. But that's what we're saying. Yeah. Is we're saying, Jesus, you're not worthy of, of the level of messing up that I've done. Right. And none of us want to be in a place to say that. Yeah. So we've got to stop that. Even if the feelings may still try to be there, no. The feelings... You can try to be there, but I'm not going to listen to you because right. my word says that I am made righteous. Yeah. Lord, I repent for whatever I've done in the past. I'm changing my ways now. I do not want to do that again. And I am going to follow your word. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what's in the past is in the past. Yeah. At that point, he has wiped us clean. Clean. Yeah. Jesus has wiped us clean no matter what. The feelings may be, yeah. we are not led by feelings, but we're led by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And yeah. he says you're righteous. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to what what's our focus? Is it on who we were or is it on the Lord? Because here's the yeah. thing. Who we are now is Jesus. Yeah. When we said, and we're talking to believers. If you're not one, you can become one. Yeah. But for a believer, for a Christian the moment we said, Jesus, I make you my Lord and Savior, we took on his DNA. Yeah. We didn't take on ours. He's not just giving us like a genetically modified, enhanced version of ourselves. It's not Barrett 2.0. No, it's I am Jesus. And that sounds like, like the, even our whole room, it just kind of like was, hmm. okay. <laughs> Like, that sounds weighty, and it is. It's very weighty, but it's true. You, as a believer, you are him. It's not you who lives. It's Christ. Mm -hmm. What we used to be needs to be dead. And Pastor yeah. Nicole says this. You go, if you go to a funeral home and you kick a dead body, <laughs> is the dead body going to kick you back? No. <laughs> Why? Because it's dead. It's yeah. dead. The feeling part of us, that's the old man. The part that's like, I don't feel qualified. That's the dead man. 
That's the dead man trying to zombify itself and come back and be like, I, you're not qualified. No, kick that thing dead. Yeah. It's dead. And if it's dead, it has no right to speak. Yeah. What's dead and gone is dead and gone. It has no right to play a part in naming our identity now. Yeah. We took on his identity. Yeah. So who he is is who we are. As he lives, that's how I live. So you read in 2 Corinthians and chapter 5, mm -hmm. really, we've just been circling these verses the whole time. We really may as well just read them. Yeah. Verse 16, it says, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one according to the flesh. Look at that. Paul says, don't recognize anybody according to the flesh. Not just other people, you. Don't mm -hmm. recognize yourself yeah. according to your flesh. Don't, that, that's literally meaning don't recognize yourself by how you used to think. Don't recognize yourself by how you used to act. Mm -hmm. No, we're not looking at what we see. We're looking at who we put on when we yeah. accepted Jesus. Yeah. That was just free. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, verse 17, mm -hmm. if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creature. The old things passed away. Dead. Dead. Yeah. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. What that word mm -hmm. reconciliation means is for anybody who's ever worked with money, like who's had to balance books, yeah. like you've worked at a cash register or, or anything like that with money, reconciling means you've got to balance the money. So yeah. at the, like I handle the church budget. I know what should be in our bank account. So if I take all of our receipts that I'm given and I reconcile it against the bank account, everything in the receipts ha should be matching up with the bank account. Yeah. If it's not, it's out of balance. What Jesus did, our account with him was out of balance. Yeah. Like we were sinners. We used to be, used to be sinners. Yeah. We had messed up. We had fallen. We had done so much wrong. We had a lot of receipts missing. Like mm -hmm. our bank account was short. But what Jesus did through the blood is he applied his blood to us. So that way he added his value, everything we were lacking. It's why the verse yeah. in the word that says, where we are weak, he is strong. You, that's come out of me so much lately because the Lord's been teaching me. No, everywhere where there is a weakness, I applied my value to mm -hmm. it. So where we were sinners and enemies, he applied his blood to us. So that way we would then be made right with him. Mm -hmm. That's part of righteousness. He reconciled us back. There's not even one penny out of balance. There's not yeah. even one little sin that the Lord Jesus hasn't made us right with God. And it says he's made us not only reconciled, he then gave us the ministry of reconciliation, which means our job as believers is not only to know this, it's yeah. to then go tell people this. Like yeah. our ministry, our job, anybody, not just mm -hmm. a fivefold, not just a, an apostle, pastor, evangelist, prophet, teacher, you know, not just those, yeah. you, me, our 
job is to then carry that same ministry and go see people whose accounts are out of whack with the Lord and say, no, 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 there's a price that's been applied to you and everything you once owed it, what it's been paid in full and you've been made right. We don't just need to know it. We've got to carry it. So that way other people know I've been made right. God's not holding even a penny against me. Yeah. I wanted to read, uh, Mark, you put in the comment, she says, I think part of the issue of identifying with the dead man has also been the thought of others remembering the dead man. Sure. And I, I, I felt this for sure. I'm sure everyone has. And what we read really answers it well. Yeah. Because we as Christians aren't supposed to recognize the dead man in others. Yeah. And, you know, the true friends that God has given you should not be recognizing the dead man in you. Yeah. They shouldn't. That's, that's not them listening to Holy Spirit. Yeah. But also, sometimes I think we can be our own biggest uh, accuser. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, I know I definitely have... And I've thought that other people were recognizing the dead man in me. Yeah. But when they actually haven't been. But I've been the one recognizing the dead man. When no one else is, everyone else is like, you're really inspiring me by doing this or whatever. I have felt like the lowest of the low. Yeah. Because I've let those thoughts and feelings reside there of, you know what? I'm really not worth this. I'm really not. Yeah. Because, you know, I haven't always done everything perfect or, you know, what, whatever. Letting, thinking on those thoughts, mm-hmm. we've got to correct that in ourselves. Yeah. We really do. Well, and that actually is one of the things Pastor Nicole and I were talking about yesterday. Um, because that's what she was telling me not to do is not to not to be focused on what I've done wrong. And it was yeah. literally that situation of, well, other people's, uh, other people's, other people's, they remember who I used to be. And she's like, who you used to be isn't even existing anymore. You're not who you used to be. Right. And I think it's because we've had this picture of, okay, I am still in the old body Mm -hmm. and I've just had righteousness applied to my body, but I'm still this, instead of truly thinking as the moment we accepted Jesus as savior, as being the moment that we literally died. Yeah. Like dead. So Uh if people are remembering, you know, something that in sin Barrett used to do, well, what was sin Barrett? Like, I don't even remember sin Barrett. I don't even remember who she was. I'm not her. Yeah. You know, and that that needs to be our, our what we do, even daily. Like daily, yeah. if I messed up yesterday and I repent for it, today I'm made brand new. And the yeah. error that was there yesterday, it's dead if I yeah. repent for it. And so with others viewing us through that lens, we can't change how others view us. But we can determine whether their view of us impacts us. Right. Like we determine that. So if Abby, if I messed up and I have, Abby has watched me do different things wrong. You know, if Abby were to come to me and be like, you know, Barrett, in 2013, you did this and you did this and you thought this and you thought this and you thought this. What I'm saying to do is literally be like, I don't even know who that person is anymore. That person's dead. I'm sorry that person like was here, but that's not her anymore. 
She's gone. She's a dead person. She's not there. And that has to be real in us is mistakes, errors, failures on our part. It's truly reconciled. It's not, he is not holding it against us. I don't need to hold it against me. Right. And we're not saying like, well, it's all been reconciled. So go do whatever you want. No, no, (laughs) that's not the word. No, that's not the word. But once we've repented, said, hey, I, I recognize that that was wrong. I'm sorry. And put it behind us. The Lord wipes it away. It's not saying just keep sinning and, right. you know, that's, that's not what the word says. No, no, that's, that's not it. Like Paul literally says, Barrett's paraphrase, should I be using the freedom in God to keep sinning? Absolutely not. Like that's the Barrett translation of the word. Absolutely not. But if we have an error in our life, like if because of the corrupted flesh, Mm -hmm. a mistake happens, praise God. He is merciful and has already applied the blood to it. Praise God. And because of that, that's part of the inheritance Mm -hmm. I have is forgiveness. That's part of my inheritance is my God loves me no matter what. He will always love me. He will continue to love me. He will continue to be for me. He loves me now. And one of the inheritance or one of the things that we get to inherit from God is freedom from condemnation. We don't have to live remembering the old man. No, he made us brand new, brand new, brand new. Sinner that used to exist, you're not a sinner saved by grace. Mm -mm. You are a righteous child of God the moment you call on his name, whether you felt like it or not. He has made you to become that. Mm -hmm. One thing, um, I've actually been studying out like identity and stuff, the identity that we've had in Christ. I don't think I've even scratched the surface yet. But what we were talking about in being equal with Christ is I've literally gone through and seen Christ is this and claimed it over myself. Yeah. Christ is peaceful. I am a peaceful person. Yeah. People know when I walk into the room, peace comes with That's me good. because I am taking on his identity. Yeah. It's not based off of what a great person I am. Yeah. It's based off of what a great person he is. Yeah. And he said that's now my identity. Yeah. So I am taking a hold of him and I'm making that mine. Yeah. That's him through me and I'm bringing that with me every time. Christ is the definition of love. So every time I talk to someone, I even make eye contact with someone. They see the love of God through my eyes because that's who he is. Yeah. They see that love that sees past all the wrong. Yeah. They see that healer that he is, how much he wants to heal them. Yeah. And just start reading through. Like if the Lord if the Lord leads, just start reading through all the things. I've yeah. gone through I think 1 Corinthians 13, love is this, love is that and wrote them down. Yeah. Like I I think I did that like on my birthday or something this year. I'm like, "Abby is this, Abby is this." It was a great Great time. But what that's what we have been called yeah. to. That is our new identity. Anytime the devil tries to lie to you and say, you know, 
well, you know, you're, you're a liar. You, you really had a problem with lying. No. You had a problem with lying. <laughs> you had a problem with lying. <laughs> but that's dead to me now. I'm not, I don't want to continue doing yeah. that. Jesus is the truth. Jesus yeah. is the truth, and I follow the truth. Yeah. And just start claiming the word over yourself, because that's who you have been made. That's yeah. who I have been made. Well, earlier this week, I actually, Abby's basically talking about the fruit of the Spirit, you know, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Oh. Oh. Uh, that's, there's a song. We're not going to sing it. But I, that's the fruit of the Spirit. And I sent this to pastors earlier because... Typically on Mondays, I'll go back and I'll watch Brother Tracy's Sunday service. The Lord, I believe, has directed me to do that. So one of the things that Brother Tracy said this past Sunday just really struck me. And it fits here. Think of a tree when it's, when it's time for it to produce fruit. Yeah. Is one branch at a time producing an apple? Like, think of an apple tree. Is it like, oh, this branch is, it's time for this one to produce apples, and now it's this time produces apples? No. No, the whole tree starts producing apples at the yeah. same time. When fruit comes, it comes everywhere. Yeah. Well, you have been grafted in with Jesus, and he tells us to be fruitful. Yeah. Like, that's who, what we're called to do, and he's the God who helps us become fruitful. Yeah. The fruit on our tree now is the fruit of the Spirit. It's not going to be the fruit of the Spirit in 10 years. In Him, we have fruit now. It's now. Now is the season for fruit. And so it's not, I stop, we need to stop expecting stuff to start happening just one at a time. And oh, okay, it's gentleness fruit time. Now it's love fruit time. Now yeah. over here, it's increase time. And I'm going to start receiving. And one, no, it's God is explosive. Yeah. He's a, you you see that within the story of the nets when Jesus is like throw the net on the other side and all of a sudden the fish start filling it and it was explosive blessing explosive fruit that's what he does read through acts and what happened anytime the presence of God got there and this is what pastor I mean not this but pastor's going to be ministering on acts all next week yeah. what happened when the presence of the Lord came in amazement wonder why because fruit and the blessing was so explosive, it caused signs, wonders, miracles to happen. Yeah. So you're not just, well, I've, I'm a faithful person, but I'm not really a loving person. No, you have the fruit of the Spirit, all of it. Yeah. Every single bit of it. Not half of an apple. You've got a full apple. Like, it's not, here are the fruits of the Spirit. No, it's the fruit of the Spirit is all this stuff. How silly would it be for an apple to be produced, but it's got slivers cut out of it already? That's not how an apple comes. It's the whole package. So if you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got the whole package of his fruit yeah. now. It's yeah. producing in you now, right now. That's who you are. Whether yeah. you've ever been loving and gentle and patient before, you are now because he's in you. And if he's in you, he'll produce out of you. Right. Amen. Yep. Amen. This has been so 
good. Like just for me, like, the, oh my gosh, thank the Lord showed me reconciliation in a way he never has before. Yeah. It's not, we don't just sit on here ministering for y'all. Like the Lord gives us stuff too. Yeah. We can all keep growing in the things of the spirit. We can yeah. all keep looking more and more and more like him. And that's what he wants. And as we learn him better and better and better, more of his inheritance will start manifesting in our life. We really didn't even get into the full, like, inheritance aspect. Maybe that'll be tomorrow. But today was just grounding us in who are we and eradicating any thought that we're not worth him. So if you've dealt with that thought of, I'm just, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of God. I'm not worthy of forgiving. I, whatever it's been, if you've dealt with that, if you've dealt with condemnation, whatever it is, we're going to pray with you today. And it's not Abby and I, Abby and I aren't going to set you free. We don't have that capability. But the Lord does through a prayer prayed in faith. So we're going to pray with you. And we believe that as we pray, your eyes will be opened. You will see. You will know. You will have wisdom, revelation, and knowledge. You will begin to know him in that way, eternal life. And that all of those bondages will break and be destroyed. So Abigail's going to pray and believe that this is your time to receive. Whether you feel it or not, this is for us. Yeah. Amen. Lord, thank you. Truly, thank you you for all that you've given us. Right now, we put on our identity in you. We put on you. Lord, we put on all that you've given us. We receive it right now. We toss out The old man, the old man is dead. It does not exist any longer. We put on the identity that you have given us. We, right now, we make the decision that no feelings or emotions that would try to stand against you and who you've called us to be, we will not dwell on them. We will not allow them to reside in our heads. We put on you. Yeah, thank you, Father. We choose you. And we thank you, truly thank you for all that you've given us. We praise you for all that you've given us, all that you've called us to be. Yeah. We praise you and thank you for it in Jesus' name. Yeah. And Lord, if there have been any sort of tormenting thoughts, anything that's anti-Jesus, anti-anointing, anti-word, Lord, right now we call an end to those thoughts. We call an end to them now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your freedom flood minds. Let it flood and break open a revelation of who you are. Lord, we call an end to people being tormented, deceived, and just harassed. It's over now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that your peace floods our viewers now. You've told us that whatever we bind on earth, you bind it from heaven. Whatever we loose on earth, you loose it from the position of heaven. So Lord, we thank you that we have peace now. And I would just say that out loud. Say, I have the peace of God now. I I am free now. I'm free now. I'm not tormented. I'm not tormented. I'm secure in Christ. I'm secure in Christ. I'm bought back. I'm bought back. 
that. He adds value to me. He adds value. And the old man is dead. And the old man is dead. <laughs> it's nothing more than a cadaver. It's nothing more than a cadaver. <laughs> it has no power over me. It has no power. Condemnation over me. has no place in my life. Condemnation has no place. And I in my am life. free. And I am free. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we thank y'all for being on with us. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130. Before we hop off this broadcast, we design it to be a blessing for you. And when I say we design it, I mean, we're here. That's it. The Lord tells us what to do, how to do it. And if we've done anything right, it's because he's done it. And we desire for your life to go higher. We want you blessed. We want you eternally blessed here on earth, going all the way into heaven. We want you blessed. And one of the systems for ensuring that you can be blessed is sowing and reaping. It's not something we designed. It's not something we cooked up. The Lord designed it as a separator, as a way to increase his people from those who aren't in covenant with him. But for those who put him to the test and choose to sow and be obedient, he adds the increase. He adds the blessing. He does that, not us, him. He is the increaser. That's part of who he is. And all he asks us for is to be obedient. So if today, if you received from this word and and you, you know you received it and you know that the Lord's talking to you about sowing, it's not for our benefit. It's for your benefit that the system is, yeah. is created. There are things that we'll do with a seed to advance the kingdom. That's what we do with any seed that comes in is we yeah. put it to work for the gospel. But for you, it's a way to see yourselves go higher in this particular realm than you've ever been before. And it works. It works whether you're 10. It works whether you're 110. It works. The Lord's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith, and he's a respecter of seed. And he doesn't forget a seed sown. So today, as you're sowing, expect that he is your increaser, and he's going to send your increase to you. Yeah. It's our year of increase. So if you feel led to sow, go ahead and do so. We have a yeah. whole bunch of different ways where you can sow over here. Give www.org will take you to a whole bunch of uh, the list of all the ways you can give. If you're fancy schmancy, you can scan the QR code and it'll take you there as well. We try to make it really simple for you to be able to be obedient when the Lord yeah. says give. So for any person sowing today, giving today, we want to bless it. And we just, we truly thank you for being obedient to him. Not for blessing the ministry, but for sowing into him and being obedient. Because that's the best you could ever be. So Lord, bless each seed now in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the seed. We thank you for the sower. Lord, bless their lives, touch their homes, touch their finances. Let them go higher than they've ever been before. Let their finances, let today, for every person who's sowing, let this be the lowest that their finances ever are in Jesus' name. Let this be a day of shattering what was and stepping into what you've designed us to have. Lord, I thank you that you've qualified us for the blessing. Lord, it's you that it's the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and you add no sorrow to it. So Lord, as this increase comes back to them and it comes back quickly, I thank you that there's joy attached to it. There's life attached to it. There's hope attached to it, promise attached to it. And it pleases you to bless them. Lord, thank you for it. Bless our viewers now as they sow, as they're faithful 
And we thank you, Lord, for it. We commit to being faithful stewards with the seed, not wasting it, not squandering it, but putting it to work the way that it's designed to be put to work for. Thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you for these lives that are going higher. And we thank you that you are such a good God. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being on with us today. We love you. We are going to be back tomorrow at 1130. And we'll see you there. Buddy's going to wrap up. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining us for Lunch Plus. This has been good. For some reason, I kind of forgot what the name of the broadcast was that we do every single day that I've been here for like over a year doing. Anyway, guys, thank you for joining us. We want to let you know that there's exciting things taking place uh, here in the next couple weeks. Let's start with this. Next week is the, um, our special Amazing Acts week. This is going to be a week of amazement, a week of signs, wonders, miracles. It's going to be a week where we're going to be going through preaching and teaching on the book of Acts. Pastor Brian, the Lord put this on Pastor Brian's heart, and it's going to be a phenomenal week. So guys, next week, September 20th through 24th, Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. We want to invite you to come here to Boomerang Church and experience the supernatural. It's going to be an amazing week, for sure. Uh, we also want to let you know that we have a special miracle breakthrough service with Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth. He's going to be coming here to Albemarle to Boomerang on September 30th. That will also be at 6.30 p.m. And so, guys, if you're able to be here at any of these meetings, make it a priority to be here. Because I guarantee you, your life will never be the same. Uh, in Jesus' name. Guys, thank you for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow at 11.30 for Lunch Plus. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow.